This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, your host on Diversity Bites, the program for everybody who understands the challenges inherent in creating a more diverse workforce. Join us as we explore the strategies and mindsets needed to transcend statistics, increase belonging, and unlock higher performance. Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and welcome to another episode of Diversity Bites. Today we're going to talk a little bit about illusions and reality in terms of what's actually going on at work uh, when people are having conversations and discussions that make an impact. Um, and I read an interesting article recently recommended uh, or shared by Ann Myers. Piccarillo. She shared a Harvard Business Review article by Deborah Tannen. I've uh, known about Deborah Tannen for a while now, and she's one of my favorite authors when it comes to linguistics and conversation. Um, she's quite famous for difference, uh, differences between men and women, but she you know, also covers the gamut in terms of uh, cultures and different personalities uh, as well. And we're going to talk a little bit about how sometimes because of the difference in linguistic styles, we have a certain perception uh, and it may not actually accurately reflect what's going on or people's abilities. So each of us has a linguistic style based on um, our gender and how we were treated growing up. It could be based on our family upbringing and rituals and styles and modeling by our parents and people were around also in schools. Uh, and it could also be personality based, right? There could be choices we make based on at some point in our life, we decided we're going to be more extroverted or introverted. Um, we're going to ask more questions or we're you know, never going to talk when we don't understand what's going on. So each of us has different linguistic styles. What makes it difficult is when someone's listening to you, it's not just your linguistic style that they're hearing, they're also hearing a social perception as well right so it's you know fairly common now that we talk about how women have this thing called the double bind where um, if they act a certain way they're perceived differently than if a man had done the same exact thing or said things in the same exact way long story short uh, you know it's harder for them to be you know authoritative uh, to be have a strong opinion uh, without it sort of backfiring on them, especially uh, from men, but e even women as well, kind of perceiving it differently than if a man had made the same sort of statements. So your linguistic style plus social perception based on what category you're in or how people are perceiving you, they lead to the personal reception of the person who's in the room that you're having the conversation with. And that can have a, a very big difference on how you're valued and people's understandings of what's going on. And it can have a really negative impact when it doesn't really reflect what's going on in terms of your ability to contribute for people's ability to understand what you're contributing and also kind of motivation and conflicts which need not be there. So. One example that Deborah Tannen often uses is sort of this East Coast, West Coast difference between interrupting uh, versus uh, waiting to say something, right? So uh, her example was more like an East Coast kind of New York Jewish style, you know, interrupting, talking over each other. That's just the way people get into the conversation. They, they jump in, they don't wait to be invited. And there was a, a, 
dinner that she was at and there were also some people from the west coast and they were just waiting for the, a moment to speak but they never got a moment right so then there was a perception that they didn't really want to say anything but it was really they never got the chance to say anything because normally they would wait um, until people pause to to let them say something um, another thing that happens is uh, and this happens a lot between uh, men and women uh, something called heated. So funny story about this. When I first heard this term heated, I thought it was so funny that, you know, um, the term, not the thing happening, where uh, we're in a group, a mixed group, and a woman says something and everyone just, it just falls on deaf ears. Everyone ignores it. And then 30 seconds or a few minutes later, a man says exactly the same thing. And everyone's like, oh, what a great idea. That's amazing. It's the best idea ever. So it puts the woman in a difficult place because if she raises her hand and says, wait a second, that was my idea, uh, you know, it kind of seems um, like she's being ultra competitive. Whereas if she doesn't say anything, she doesn't get the credit she deserves for her original idea. Now, whether um, that person, that guy did that intentionally or not, you'd have to ask him. I don't know. But when I found out about this, I was telling one of my mentees about this. I was like, oh, have you heard of this term? He peated and I explained to her what it was and she just looked at me with you know incredulity and was like hey you did that to me just the other day in a meeting and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I, I don't remember but I definitely did if you said I did so now that I'm aware of this I try to catch it more in myself and I try to catch it more in others so when I see that happening to a woman in a meeting I mean I can speak up right instead of her having to speak up and say hey you know uh, Jessica or Sarah whoever you know why don't you tell us more about that idea because you brought it up originally, right? So we can be allies, we can stand up for uh, each other. So the thing I wanted to point out is, you know, often we think we know what's happening, um, whose idea it is, who's contributing, maybe who has more confidence, when we actually don't, right? Based on our own linguistic style, right? We, we tend to prefer people and resonate with people whose linguistic style is like us. And then layer on top of that to make it even more complex, sort of our own um, default categorizations of what people should be like or what people are like based not on their ability or the quality of their ideas, but just based on how it's um, kind of a human being thing to put people uh, in boxes. And unfortunately, um, for a lot of people, let's say uh, if you're a woman or if you're black, um, the box that you're put in is, is not necessarily uh, accurate um, or a fair box to be put in. So now you have additional challenges on top of that. And why is that a problem? The problem is it, it prevents you from seeing what's actually going on. It prevents you from seeing reality. You're seeing sort of a lens that you've put over on reality. So one, um, it doesn't get you connected with the person who's actually contributing, right? Because you think someone else did the work. And two, you may not even hear the idea at all. Let's say no one um, repeats it or uh, it just falls on your deaf ears because you don't really perceive it, then you are missing out on an amazing opportunity to collaborate and hear a great idea. Now, the impact for the underrepresented professional or the person who's negatively impacted by that is they are not, they don't feel belonging. They don't feel like they should innovate. They don't feel like they should, you know, raise their hand and contribute because it's not going to be appreciated. So uh, one of two things may happen. They may be quiet and they may stop contributing. That's not good for them. 
that's not good for your organization, or two, they may leave and give that contribution somewhere else where it will be appreciated in a different department or a different organization. Again, also not good because you had it right in front of you, you could have had it, people were willing to give it to you, but because of your lack of awareness about what's going on, now you've missed the opportunity. So it's not about changing your style or someone else's necessarily, right? Because that's very difficult to do. It's more about changing people's reactions and your own reactions, right? It's about awareness of what is actually going on underneath it all and and responding. Well, actually, let me see, let me say that again. It's not about changing your style or someone else's necessarily and it's not about changing people's reactions. What it is about, it's about being aware of what is actually going on underneath and responding, right? No matter what your reaction is, responding in a way that is not only fair, but produces the best performance. And how do you do that? The way you do that, and one thing I would love for you to do today to work on this, is learn just one aspect, a single aspect of speaking style of a group that is not your own, right? So whether it's a different gender, a culture, a different age, socioeconomic status that is different from you. So it will be somewhat other to you and learn about it, right? Like learn about uh, what that means when people act or say or don't say a certain way. And going forward, look out for it in the conversations you do have already uh, at work or in the places you inhabit and, and start to understand what it really means and be more informed about what it means. It's not going to change your reaction necessarily. You may still have the same reaction, but it will change your awareness, which allows you to change your response. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for joining us on Diversity Bites. If you'd like to get access to exclusive episodes, bonus content, and other benefits, all while supporting the show, click the subscribe link in the show notes. Remember, when it comes to higher performance, Diversity Bites, belonging.